We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 he seconds. a whole burst to it. 20. Back steps a tackle. Runs left. 25 still to feet. 10. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. On an August 26th edition of the show, lots to talk about. Mike, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. My man DC out here in the California A sun still in the high 90s out here brother so man we're uh just getting ready to talk some ram football absolutely and I think we need it man that today was a rough day in our country <laughs> no doubt and uh talking a little bit of football might brighten some things up we do want to send our we do all be honest say you know our thoughts and our pressure with the families of those who died in today's terrorist attack uh 13 Americans last checked are gone, and um, in order for I know I'm a veteran, so this stuff does hit me pretty hard whenever I hear something like this. And to be able to get on the night and talk some Rams football, I'm a little grateful for that, man. Actually, I'm really grateful. It's not a good feeling. So I'm ready to go if you are. Yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. So uh, I gotta ask. We talked a little bit before the show started. Gotta go, you know, a little bit. How'd it go for the opener? Man, for those drillers, it did not go that well last week. Sat on, waited for our bus for two hours, fought through traffic for three more, 
and then had to be ready to step on the field in 45 minutes, and it did not go well. The opponent, Los Alamitos, 65, the drillers, 18. However, as bad as it sounds, if we played that team 10 times, we would win eight. But uh, you can't open a game, obviously, against a decent, good team with good playmakers then just give up easy plays. But uh, overall, we have some good tape to look at. It was a good lesson for all of us, coaches and players alike, to learn that you have to be ready when the gun goes off, no matter what the situation is before game time. So we have another road game this weekend tomorrow. So, man, we're looking to put that W in the win column or put that win in the win column. And get after it. So, all in all, man, it's all good. Huge life lesson. If you if you Huge. if you know you are the more talented team, and you get wiped on the field like that, I mean that that has to make you sharpen up your game. If you're the quality team that you believe you are, and I've got no reason to doubt. I'm sure you guys are coming back thinking, man, what if, what if, what if, what if? Is that how it was in the locker room? Hey, well, you know, a lot of them were like that. But, you know, one of the things in this day and age of social media, you know, some people believe a lot of stuff that they read and they forget. And I remind them all the time. You know, it is D.C. It doesn't matter if he a five star or 20 star. He's still a high school player. Mm -hmm. He's like you. He goes to high school. Maybe he has a car. Maybe he doesn't. But at the same time, you're not playing USC. You're not playing the Rams. You're playing some more high school kids. So don't believe all the hype that this guy's going there and going there and this and that. You got to step out and say, well, they just don't know about me, but they got to know about me after the game. So that was a lesson learned. Uh, Again, we did some great things uh, and some young kids, some sophomores. I mean, they showed up big time. So those guys will actually be starting this week. Because, hey, you earn your, we say, who's looking to get paid, you know, or who's looking for a job. So when you show up and you interview well, that's the play time. Hey, man, you get a job. So it'll be exciting to see how they bounce back tomorrow. When you show up on the field and when you compete and you don't roll over, you're worth putting in the game. That's right. Speaking of competing. The Rams host the Raiders last weekend. They lose 17-16. They go for the win with 15 seconds left in the game on a two-point conversion. And they don't get it. But there were some positives. How much of the game did you catch? Uh, Actually, you know, D.C., transparency. You know, I'm in this master's course. So with football and everything, I caught the first half into the third. And by then, I said, I better get on this homework. So, man, good to see that they battled back a little bit more than when I left the screen. And so, what happened on the two-point? They tried to run or pass. You know, dude, it's it's totally slipping me at the moment. I just know they didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is. We, we said this week, guys, we don't need to make uh, a bunch of uh, excuses. The the now the threshold is simply this. Did you make the play or not? Mm-hmm. Not, oh, coach, it was four guys blocking me. Hey, the guy was holding me. Hey, he tripped me. The ref didn't see that. No, did you make the play or not? That's all we're going to talk about. Nothing else. So in this situation, 
whether they went for it, kick, try to throw. Well, I guess they didn't try to kick if it's a two-point run throw. Obviously, did not make the play. So I do like the idea, hey, it's preseason. We're not trying to do overtime or whatever. Let's go for it. If we got it, we got to uh, make it happen. Uh, but I don't know, man. How you feeling about the guy so far? I, I'm... You know, I don't want to be that Debbie Downer. I, I, I think there's a lot of talent there. I think there's a lot going for him. But like you mentioned last time, the injuries concern me. Oh, and by the way, it was a it was a pass attempt. It was a pass attempt from Perkins to to Harris. They just, they just, just didn't get it. So, but um, the the thing that has me concerned, you know, they they lose Calais. Then, you know, now today the word that A. Sean Robinson, who there was some pretty good buzz about in camp, he's going to be out for a couple weeks of minor knee procedure. Don't underestimate what it means to lose him. You don't have Michael Brockers there to anchor right now. You need A. Sean Robinson healthy. To lose him, I think, is is pretty big, and he's going to be out for a couple weeks. That's a huge concern to me. Talent's there. We're about to talk about a trade here in a second to help fill the, the loss, the gap from Raymond Calais. But, I mean, these little injuries that are stacking up, man, it's, it, it does feel a little bit like a bad omen. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping it's just a little bit, you know, of the scars of the past are kind of wiping off on me here. But, you know, I'm seeing guys go down left and right, and these aren't just guys. These are guys who have a pretty big role in where this team needs to be. It's already concerns about the team's depth, especially in the, the linebacking corner. And now you lose Ashawn Robinson. That's a that's a pretty big hit in my view. So I I'm concerned, man. I'm concerned. This I think there's so much there, Mike, that, that this team can build on for this year and really make a run if things go right. But when things are going wrong, we're not even in week one yet. It's a little concerning. There's a lot good, by the way. We're seeing a lot we're seeing Stafford coming right in, building up. Report with Wood and Robert Woods and with Cooper Cup, but some of those other things I'm concerned. Absolutely, and it should be cause for concern. You're losing key guys at kind of the wrong time. And I just I always get a little queasy in the stomach. You know, again, former Ram and actually former Ram teammate, if you will. I'm retired many years ago, but you still feel that brotherhood for the team, you know, when you played there a little bit for the Dolphins, throw them in there. But when you go, oh, yeah, it's just a simple procedure. Knee, he'll be out a couple weeks. It's like, is it really a couple weeks or is it going to be more like a month, you know? And then if it is a couple weeks, okay, are we going to now be trying to nurse this guy through the season and just get him ready for games and things like that? So he's just kind of always playing you know, a little less than, you know, 70% or something. So that's the thing I always dislike about these surgeries on knees and things like that during the season. Other surgeries aren't so much because, you know, the knee is part of something you're running, you're pushing, you're blocking and all those things. So to me, you have surgery, they're going inside your body and, Though technology has allowed guys to get back on the field absolutely quicker, you always have some concern, is quicker better? Is quicker better. 
And sometimes it's not the case. Sometimes guys rush back too quickly. And it it's becomes, man, it's a bigger train wreck. So you don't want yeah. Sean Robinson rushing back, right? But yet, you need him. You need him. Right. You need him. Yeah. So that's right. where, you know, you get these other guys like Eric Banks and Ernest Brown and, you know, Marquise Copeland and, you know, other guys, you know, they'll keep Greg in the middle. But, you know, these other guys absolutely get an opportunity to go in there and see what they can do. And so I think we talked about one of the things the Rams, I think, pride themselves on are having younger guys or guys who can step up. But, again, you traded for this guy. You got him. Uh, yeah, traded for him. But nevertheless, uh, that's kind of a one of those quiet big losses. Yeah. They, well, they signed him and they kept him. Signed him, yeah. 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 But the uh, idea is you do those things for a reason, then you lose guys, and then you got to hopefully the guys that are behind stepping up. But, you know, you're looking at Johnny Heckert. He's out. So, uh, yeah, there's a few guys you start going, man. So, Again, you know my point, D. I'm going to always question this, don't play, play. And then I find out today, reading it, they have an inner squad with themselves. Okay, man, that's what the preseason is for. Now you guys got to double down and you're going to have an inner squad with the ones-on-ones. Like, why would you do that? But, yeah, I'm a high oh, school man. coach. <laughs> I would think you would learn more by scrimmaging other teams and not scrimmaging yourself day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah. Any day. But, but I mean, this is where it goes back to 2019. You know, if that whole thing in 2019 didn't happen, I would be like, hey, I'm on board with it. I'm going to trust him totally on this. <laughs> right. You know, but now we saw what happened and we were, were like, okay, you know, this doesn't sound right. And sure enough, it wasn't right. So right. now two years later and a lot of the same stuff, like, did you not learn the first time that didn't work out for you? But then again, here's, here's the flip side of that, Mike, and that is, but we're, we are seeing injuries. We're seeing a lot of injuries. A lot. So what if, what if Aaron Donald is in one of these games and gets hurt? Well, all of a sudden, they're going to be getting hammered by the press. Why was Aaron Donald in this game? Right. You're in a lose-lose situation in that case. You yeah. need these guys getting reps. You want them getting reps, but everybody's dropping like flies right now. So if Aaron Dahl goes in the game and gets hurt, they're going right. to take a hit for that. Oh, a big hit for sure. Because you got to imagine as much as we talk the X's and O's on the field, it's also about, you know, behinds in the seats, right? You better make sure the stand, these stands are getting full. So we want to come see Aaron Donald. Oh, Aaron Donald's not playing like my son. His stuff is going on whatever site they can sell. Yeah, I'm not going to the game today. So there's that combination of fan experience mixed in with, you know, your big guys needing to get enough against other guys that they're ready to go when now everything counts. But the injury thing just kind of like, man, it seems like, or we're getting a little snake bit. A, a little, yeah. And I'm not really hearing about these injuries on, with our teams. We're, we're hearing injuries, but not in the sheer numbers we're seeing. It's kind of a little eyeball raising. The Rams, you know, they, they still have a lot of talent. They, they, can, they, can, they can win the Super Bowl this year. 
But man, sooner or later, those injuries will get you. No doubt. No doubt. Those are, that's the one predictor. As much as people might think, oh, Tom Brady, he's back. And now uh, Gronkowski, he's actually now had a real year and he's going to have more ring rust and Antonio Brown. But I don't know that Antonio Brown has learned a lesson. It's like, okay, Antonio Brown, you're like still getting in fights and inner squads. Like, yeah, I don't know what led to it, but it's the fact that it's you after having to be out for almost, I don't know, what was it, two years or whatever. And then because you want to wear an old helmet, that's funny <laughs> anyway. Uh, but you just see some of these guys. I don't know if they don't appreciate the game or something, but point being is, yeah, you may think all these things are really set up for Tampa Bay to repeat or whatever you want to say, but that injury bug starts knocking down on some doors and people, then it just changes the landscape real quick. Well, the Rams didn't make a move today. Before we get to that move, we do want to give a shout out to our sponsors, but I also want to, we, Take a moment here and apologize to you, our listeners. We are accustomed to being one of our, one of the most consistent Rams podcasts out there. You know, over the course of the summer, we have not been able to be that way. Through just, man, life-changing as a result of, of COVID to, um, to work, to you name it. It's been really difficult. So we appreciate your patience and sticking by us. We did record so much of the tour, tour around the league, and it will be, I'll begin posting them daily now, leading up to opening day for week one. But I do want you to know that we uh, appreciate you still being with us. We appreciate all time you spend listening to our shows, and we do promise you one heck of a season this year. So, all that said, we do want to talk to you about one more thing. It is get, it's getting time. It's almost time now for fantasy football. And we've partnered with Thrive Fantasy to help make some magic happen for you. Now, before I jump into it, if you've ever asked how you can help support our podcast, well, check them out because you helping them out, you giving them a shot, you it helps us out. So, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy's football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can limit the countless hours of research and focus because they do that research for you. You don't only have to worry about the top-tier athletes, the ones that have the biggest impact in the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fancy value for, for both over and the under based on how likely it is to be hit. Hit the most props to rack the most points, and there you go. You win your share of the prize pool. Thrive is over $140,000 in guaranteed money for prizes in week one and is awarded over $4 million overall. Thrive's featured 100,000 guaranteed contests is just 20 bucks to enter, and first place takes home 20K. So, how do you jump in? Go over to thrivefantasy.com. Use the promo code TALKRAMS when you sign up, and you'll receive a 100%, let me say it one more time, 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy in the App Store or the Play Store, or by visiting their website. Again, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right, here's the order for our our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Mike. So the big news besides Ashawn's injury is the trade. Okay. The trade being the Rams, after a little bit of confusion based on some of the other rules with complimentary picks, the Rams send two picks. To in their late mid to late round picks to the New England Patriots for running back Sony Michelle. Can I ask you right away how you feel about that? Well, I think one, we needed a running back. Two, at least they got someone who's been there, done that. You know, he's been in a top organization. He knows what it is to work hard. So. I would say we instantly get an upgrade in leadership in the room, part of the offense, veteran guy, and a guy who can catch the ball out the backfield. So uh, I, I think it's a good trade. Again, you have to look at, I think you named a lot of guys earlier are still out there from uh, Adrian Peterson to uh, Le'Veon Bell and a couple of these other guys. but. You get a guy who's on a team, obviously he's been running in shape, but I think uh, just coming from a place where, you know, he got a number of Super Bowl rings and winning organization, that should be a plus for us. I mean, I think it's critical that the running game is settled. I mean, one of the biggest problems Matt Stafford had in Detroit was the lack of running game there. Had Hall of Fame receivers, needed a running game. And now you, I mean, let's just be real on that. You, you got somebody who has a proven pass. Didn't, didn't get a whole lot of mileage last year, okay? But hey, this guy ran for 94 yards and a touchdown against the Rams in the certain was a couple years ago. And all you need is one year out of him. One year. You, just a, the fountain of youth for him, for his legs. One year. That's it. I'm good with that. I don't know how you feel about that, but if you if, if it's two picks, both later in the draft for him, and you get 
someone to pair with Daryl Henderson for the year. While Cam Akers gets better, I'm pretty good with that. Absolutely. And again, you look at some of the connecting factors. Uh, his running back coach, uh, Coach Thomas Brown, was his running back coach when he was at Georgia. So there has to be some good good smiles going on, like, man, you're going to like it here, Sonny. And, and the fact that he can get him up to speed pretty quick. And Sonny is a player. Sonny, I'm sorry. Uh, as a player, has a coach that he already has a relationship and trust, I, I would imagine. Uh, but yet still, these guys are veterans. He said he was a little bit surprised. Absolutely, you're surprised because Bill Pelichick, that's what he does. He doesn't keep guys till he can't get any value out of them. He's going to make a call. They got, sounds like, some pretty good backs in camp, what have you. So to your point, DC, this should be a definite shot in his leg. So we're going to see a guy wanting to prove his team. Yeah, why'd you guys trade me? And then he wants to prove to the world, man, I'm a real deal. And I would think for him, he's looking at it, hmm, Rams offense is going to be looking pretty good. This should be a great opportunity for me if he, you know, looks at it from that standpoint. What do you think? I mean, that's how I see it. Now, just just to clarify here, the Rams give a fourth-round pick in 2023 and a sixth-round pick in 2022. Um. I'm looking at them and going, okay, you know, they like Xavier Jones, they like Jake Funk, but you want someone who's been there a little bit here. You're trying to get to the Super Bowl now. You're not work, you're not trying to develop running backs right now. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. It's not the same as getting a first round pick, second round, third round, third round pick. You know, a fourth round to sixth round guys, you're not expecting these guys to be stars. You're hoping you can make them into stars one day. But I mean, you and I both know, and you were drafted later on. You beat, you beat the trends when you made it. But how many guys that you were drafted with at that point in the draft made it in the NFL? So true, so true. Uh, you know, we laugh, but you know, eighth round pick, they only go to seven. So, <laughs> oh, so Stu, you was really a free agent? I, I guess so. But at the same time, yeah, there's not a lot of guys. Uh, I am a firm believer when you look across the board, there are a lot of guys such as myself, free agents, who end up having quality careers in the NFL, even a little bit better than so-called first and second rounders. And I think a lot of that has to do with a lot of the work ethic and determination that most of those kinds of guys, uh, we just were never given, at least I wasn't. So everything you did from high school on through you earned it. And so you get in the league, low round, you just say, let me get an opportunity and I'll show you what I can do. So I think a lot of those guys do that and uh, it pays off for teams who are able to recognize a guy, giving them a chance and, you know, next thing can be history. So uh, I'm excited for Sony and excited for the Rams and that, that standpoint. Uh, but I'm still a little concerned overall with not really playing a lot of guys in preseason and then we still got injuries, so yeah. I mean, it's not it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable. You would have, I mean, and like we mentioned earlier, you you kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, so and I don't doesn't mean I agree with it, 
But I don't think the Rams are in a good position. Again, if, if 2019 didn't happen, I don't think we're sitting there having these these doubts, right? You know, we're, okay, we trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> trust you know? it. But now it's like, okay, we've seen the occasional snap. Now, I, I got, I'm going to pull, I'm, it's, uh, every once in a while you guys know I'll do this, I'll hammer the media for stupidity, okay? And saw it today, and one of my favorite targets is Mike Florio. Mike Florio, I don't know, if he has something, some kind of hard, you know what, for the Rams. But Rice's article today, titled, Rams continue to disregard draft picks by training for Sonny Michel. And it sounds just like how he says it. He notes in the article, quote, they're giving either a fifth and sixth round pick or a comp three or fourth, and this is before the, the picks were clarified. For lo- they'll get for losing safety John Johnson. Fred, it seems like a lot to give up for a former Georgia tailback with multiple injuries, including a potentially degenerative knee condition especially given that the Rams aren't very far removed in the grand scheme of things from escaping a contract with a former Georgia tailback with multiple injuries, including a degenerative knee condition. Moving down, as the one league source put it, great trade for New England, the Rams hate to draft these days. Here's my, this is just... Come on. This is stupid. Choked up. This is stupid. <laughs> the league, the, this league source is a moron. The draft was when? When was the draft? Uh, April. And in April, the Rams, we had some issues with some of their picks, but, you know, they did draft the field needs, did they not? They did. And, and it's just, I think maybe what the writer florio whoever his source may be may be saying is this if you have the draft picks use them on draft the thing is it's the strategy the strategy for the rams right now which has been since they signed mcveigh is man we want to win now okay and so the way you win now you go get proven a commodity now, can you say the draft and they can prove himself? Yeah, you could do that. But it's like when Dion was in his heyday, not saying Sony is like at that level, but nevertheless, he's a bona fide back who's won a lot of games in a, on a team that knows how to win. And yeah, you, you want to be careful of a guy who you may get a year too late instead of a year too early. Absolutely. But when Dion was in his heyday and he was going from Frisco to Dallas and then, you know, eventually went to the Ravens. Once he got there, he wasn't as Dion like with the other places. But you want to get that guy when he's a guy. That's why we have a Jalen Ramsey. You know what I mean? So you go get guys that, you know, are proven commodities because. You don't have to worry if he's going to develop or not. You know what you have right now. So from that standpoint, okay, yeah, maybe a little truth. Get some draft picks and then, you know, oh, they developed into a next Hall of Famer. Cool. But in these situations, when you're looking to go uh, 
win now, you're not going to go trade for a guy off of some team's practice squad who you go, oh, this guy's going to be a guy in two or three years. Mm. You're not going to do that. Well, and it, you know, well, do I think they could have gotten Adrian Peterson or somebody else? Yeah, sure, okay. Um, did they obviously had something they liked to Michelle to give a four next year, not even this year, next year, and a six for this year? He's complaining about their draft picks, even with this pick trade. The Rams still have ten picks in next year's draft. They have 10 picks before they even move anything. Right. And again, if you look at the roster as it's constructed now, take away the injuries, you have plenty to take you down the road another couple years. So that being the case, draft picks, I don't want to say become irrelevant, but they're less, you know, at the top of the, the list of importance that you would think if, you know, okay, we're looking to rebuild. Okay, yeah, now you're looking to stack some picks and trade for a superstar somebody or whatever. But when you have a pretty good roster already, now you're going to use your draft picks to just try to build more depth, which means you're not usually going after a first or second rounder. Again, if you have those picks, yeah, you're going to use them on those those players. But for the most part, if you have, you know, what in essence is your top tier guys, well, now you're looking at depth. You find depth in, you know, those middle to late rounds. I think what really just blows my mind right now, though, is the idea that teams, experts, writers still haven't figured out the Rams formula. The Rams value viable, proven talent over a prospective draft pick. And that's worked for them. Will it always work for them? Probably not. I don't think so. I mean, you have to develop young guys, I think. But when you're trying to win a Super Bowl and you're trying to get these guys over the hump, I get it. So to sit here and hammer the Rams for doing something to put them in a better position, I just don't see the problem. Well, the, the names they mentioned here, Frank Gore, Adrian Pearson, even Todd Gurley. I mean, I don't know about you, but I remember Todd Gurley's last season here, and I don't want him back. Some people I do. I don't know how his name would come up with the Rams. Like, there's, there's nothing in that tank that you would go, yeah, we messed up. No, it was the right call, and let it be what it's going to be. Now, a Frank Gore, again, are you you reaching in the bag one more one time too many? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Frank Gore's been solid, but again, at some point in time, a guy who had what two ACLs in college and came in the league, a lot of wear and tear, and he's not a run out of bounds guy, but he showed he's durable, absolutely. Adrian Peterson, again, quality back. I think he still has a little in the tank. But I think you're also looking a little bit at image things. So are you going to get people picking in and, you know, oh, Adrian Peterson, he's, he's a child abuser. You know, I mean, do you want that at the stadium? 
Is it going to be a lot of people? Probably wouldn't, but a little bit of negative publicity, you know, Stan Kroenke maybe saying, nah, we don't need any of it. So It's always possible too much. They had conversations and the conversations yes. didn't work out. Right, right. Because you, you, you kind of do some preliminary talks and he's talking about, yeah, man, I want some guaranteed money. You know, eight million a year. Uh, no, AP, you're not getting eight million a year guaranteed. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, I I don't know that he they had those discussions. That's just uh for instance. I I just I guess you know it seems to me, and maybe uh, I'm sure opposing podcasters will come up and say you guys are just being wusses. But it seems to me like guys like Florio and a couple of other writers across the league hold the Rams to a different standard than anybody else. Okay. You know, if if the, the roles were flipped and Bill Belichick made this move, what would they say then? Do you know? What would they say? I'm snapping my fingers right now. Yes. I'm giving you a snapping ovation. Absolutely. But they because think, the Rams oh, are man, we're getting the next like why? Because Bill Belichick did it. Oh yeah, I mean that guy's mm-hmm. smart. Well, the, well, so then what's the problem here? Is it because the Rams have been so out of the box on this for a while? Now? They they've run counter to what teams normally do. So you just automatically are inclined to believe they're going to fail. So you just throw your throw the whole judgment chain out there, and we're, you know the Rams are going to do this. Well, you know they they prove you wrong time and time again. Do I think they'll always do that? No. We've said that multiple times. Sooner or later, this does catch up to you. You will take your medicine. But do I think this move right here is a reason to go hammer them? No. It's a fourth and a sixth round pick. A fourth pick next year. They might be Super Bowl champions by the time they take that pick. So, what's the deal? Who, if, this, if this is the guy you think will get you over... This is not a first-round pick. It's not a second-round pick. And here's the best part about this, Mike. If he doesn't work out, who freaking cares? He's on an expiring contract. He's got every motivation in the world to come to Los Angeles and blow people out of the water because he wants the money. Right. And, again, I'm going to look at, when I look at the relationship he has already with his running back coach from college, I'm going to say that has a lot to do with it because they're going to talk to the running back coach. Okay, coach, I know you know some guys, some coaches to that. What do you think? Who do you think is out there that we get? Should we bring in this? And it's like, no, bring in my guy, Sony Michelle, and believe me, we got this, we got that. This is what we can do with him. It's already locked in. So from the times I watched him, it looked like he's pretty good at pass pro. He's going to be picking up blocks on blitzers. You know, if they've had some issues with some of the guys they've had in camp with that, again, that's going to be dangerous if your quarterback now is getting hit because the running back doesn't know who to pick up. And so I think you get a lot of that, that people have watched him a little more up closely in these last months, and they're able to say, oh, yeah, when he gets on such and such, there's no getting off of him. Yeah, pretty much. I'm I'm at this point I'm happy with I'm happy with the trade. I, I think what the Rams did here um gives them the guy they need. Were there other guys out there? Possibly, probably, maybe. Um but he's also 
a person has been part of a winning organization for a long time. He's been used in several different ways. He's been asked to partner with other running backs in the past. He's on expiring contract, like we mentioned. You know, Florio needs to get a life. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Folks, don't go, don't go looking for the article and give this guy a hit. Seriously. Okay? I, mean, I don't know what his problem is. People will just... Ser- oh, my gosh. Okay. Sorry for the vet. Sorry for the ramp. And all that said, in two days, the Rams take the field again to play Denver in the final preseason game of the year. Anything you're looking for in that last game, Mike? Sorry, I've muted. Uh, I'm always looking for disimprovement. You know, I'm looking, are we in game-ready shape to go now play a four-quarter game? Are we making less, you know, penalties and less mistakes overall? You know, our guys flying to the game and how well are the guys that are, you know, second, third, fourth year players that may not be the starters who played a good portion of this preseason? Have they improved where now they are solidified and very solid in what they're going to do in case called upon to be a full time player? So other than that, obviously, I would like to see Stafford play, but. He's already said he's not playing in the preseason, but maybe he gets in for a series still, and uh, we get a chance to look at what can be. Um, I'm personally looking forward to seeing Bryce Perkins. That's why I want to I see. I think there's something there with him, by the way. I'm not saying he's a future starter, right? but I like this guy's moxie. I want to see more of him. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I mean, he's he's doing good, and, and, you know, as crazy as it is, you know, I saw that uh, Walford is now questionable. So if he's questionable, that means he's definitely going to get some more reps in there. Uh, I, I think he's clearly shown that he's a little bit better than, than the other guy uh, that's in there that's been kind of splitting time. I don't know well, why I'm saying the other go. guy. They let him go. So, oh, they sure did. They let him go. So, if he's, yeah. And, hey, and, and Hodges had, Devlin Hodges had starts the NFL. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. Yeah, I'm looking at this right here. And so, I apologize, folks. Uh, some of all the latest news of latest, I may not, you know, busy doing my own coaching and things like that. But, yeah, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Stafford, Wolford, and Bryce Perkins is number three, but Wolford questionable. Bryce Perkins, you up. So he may get an extended look uh, this week, which he says that he doesn't really feel the jitters. And, and I think maybe because of him having to transfer, coming off an injury when he's at Virginia, uh, gives him a little bit more uh, consistency and settled mind while he's out there along with being on the practice squad last year. So I think he's just excited to now get to show what he can do, but the ability to be able to move around and do some things, uh, I still believe that's the quarterback of the future. This straight drop back quarterback, those days are, I think, long behind us. Well, they are. Um, And you could see how the offense even changed last year. John Wolfer coming in there and just being able to move around a little more. And the and by the way, Jared Goff can move. 
pocket. He just wasn't moving with any semblance of confidence. John Wolfer was just like, yo, I'm in. And now you got Bryce, Bryce Perkins in there can move. Wolfer can move. And Matt Stafford, being a, a big drop-back guy, can move. Very underrated. So the, the Rams got a lot more mobile at the quarterback position the last two years. And uh, I'm pretty – I'm there for that. I'm there for that. They need to be, especially as your offensive line gets a little creakier. Just being honest there, they are getting a little bit, shall I say, old. So are you saying, like in The Wizard of Oz, the Scarecrow uh, was saying, put a little oil, or was it the Tin Man? The Tin Man was like, I need a little oil, Dorothy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he need a little something. But does that mean when you got the ageless wonder and, you know, Andrew Whitworth, who, you know, even at 40 is still phenomenal. But these guys are getting up there a little bit in age. I mean, these guys, some of them have been there for a while. A couple of young bucks who are getting experience. And that doesn't always mean good things for your offensive line or your quarterback. So more mobility, the better, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I definitely believe with, with Stafford back there, they're going to have a little less pressure because he's going to be getting that ball out of there. He's not going to just be holding it, holding it, holding it. He'll be getting it out of there on time, which, you know, makes those linemen look a lot better. Even if it looked like you were going to get beat, well, the ball's gone. So yeah, uh, you got saved. True that. True. I'll take it. All right, folks, it is time for us to get out of here. You can find us on Twitter at TalkRams. You can find me on Twitter at DC Paul. You can find Mike at 1Duke23. We'll be back with you for the wind down to week one as we begin moving through these. I promise that's what's going to happen. We are moving through these tour around the leagues and get you up to date on all of our interviews with these different podcasts. For Mike and the entire team here, have a great one. We are, go ahead and say it, Mike. Out of here. Out of here.